BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. Can't remember my roommate's name, but we couldn't get into the our our room. And two exotic dancers came down the hallway and said, "Here you go. Let us give you a hand with that." How about that? I was 16. It was like, whoa. Mandy Edmonton has checked in. By the way, she says, "Hmm. Flashback. I did find glitter around an ex's house all the way into the bedroom. Now you know. No charge. This is the Rod Peterson Show." Hey, welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, everybody. Uh, we roll into the Hour 2 second half kickoff, proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the Stanley Cup playoffs and the newly home of the Seattle Kraken fan club. Uh, Moose DuPont's here. In a few moments, Kevin Sawyer will join us. Spokane Chiefs great, WHL on Shaw alum, along with Moose and myself, actually. I just never worked with Soyzy. You did, you That's said. right. No, and, absolutely. And now he's on uh, Winnipeg Jets TV. Uh, TSN 3. There's a few topics on the table that we wanted to address before we bring in Kevin. Um, Number one from Chase Green. He's watching on YouTube. Thoughts ahead of game six between the Avs and Knights. I don't really want to make a prediction. I would not be surprised if this goes seven. Clearly you can see who I'm cheering for. I'm just looking at the the, uh, matchup here. Mark Stone leading the Golden Knights. 40 assists, 61 points this season. Uh, That's regular season performers. Knights like to clinch the second round of the NHL playoffs in game six. The teams meet tonight. Nothing overly groundbreaking here in uh, this preview. It's just, let's go get them. The players will decide. None of this stuff means anything. Who wants it more, right? That's right. Can't tell me that the crowd uh, won't be a factor, though, at T-Mobile tonight in the fortress. It's going to be rocking. That reminds me, by the way, speaking of rocking, coming up later this hour, joining us from Scottsdale, Arizona, from the University of North Dakota men's hockey alumni golf trip. Like, just get ready for this. We're told Colton Sanderson and Jordan Schmaltz will be on the show from the golf course. And what they were promising were, if we're in good enough condition, we'll be on with you. And we're like, guys, it's going to be 10 in the morning from your golf tournament. Jordan Schmaltz won a Stanley Cup with the Blues in 2019. They said that Rhett Gardner might come on. Can I mention the other guy, Clark, or should I not? Maybe hold off, Maybe hold off on uh, the Vancouver Canucks star that's there as well. <clears throat> so that's coming up. Arlen Bruce the third was with us last hour, and he just knocked everybody's socks off, which he always does. Two-time Great Cup champion, five-time All-Star, three-time All-Canadian, 
and people are saying he needs to be on TSN. He needs to be in the Hall of Fame. And I got a football guy texting me that's very closely associated with the Hall of Fame saying he probably won't get in because he sued the league because of concussions. And we said, hey, he's just looking out for player safety. Guy went on to say, I didn't tell you this. He wrote me, uh-huh. he sued the commissioner personally. Not uh, right. Most folk, heroes, most folk heroes started out as criminals. That commissioner's gone. <laughs> <laughs> We're like five commissioners past that. Can we not get past these things? Yeah. And then when we look at the, what shall I say, objective nature of television broadcasters, Leanne Hajdu says, I agree with the commenter, punt Milt Stiegel. He's terrible. Nope. No, 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 no. Milton might be my favorite on that TSN panel and just a first-class guy. The man who once said it's a shame he has to wear a helmet to cover up that face. <laughs> yes. Milt Stiegel. No, we're not getting rid of Milt Stiegel anytime soon. They're all great. But that's why we need Sportsnet, CBC, other networks to cover it so we can have multiple panels and you can choose your favorite. Well, we need more channels. More yes. exposure. Yeah. Um, Donald Mitchell says the Rod Peterson show should have its own CFL panel. Arlen Bruce, David Benefield, and Mike Abumeshwick would be off the charts. I don't think the world's ready for that. Oh, boy. And on the Ottawa Red Blacks player that is, I guess, being investigated for assault involving members of an LGBT group in Toronto. I will come back on that, but that's a heavy topic that I don't want to get into because Kevin Sawyer's lined up and ready to go. Arlen Bruce is still watching, by the way, and he says, Milt Stiegel is great! <laughs> in all caps. They named a road after him in Winnipeg. Hooters is on it. I've been there. We're not getting rid of Milt Stiegel. No. Okay. Kevin Sawyer is ready and connected, and I really appreciate the time. One of the busiest guys in show business is... Kevin Sawyer, and I should have called up his hockey DB for the years that he's with the Spokane Chiefs, but they were great years in the 90s. How you doing, Kevin? Oh. And the boys just said, oh, we'll get him. We'll get him. He's all lined up and ready to go. Looks good. All shined up. Oh, yeah. I think the sun shines on Kevin Sawyer most days. <laughs> oh, does it ever. It does it ever. No, great guy. and. I mean, it's tremendous watching him on those Winnipeg Jets broadcasts. And that's what's, that's what's too bad about the regional rights is that you don't get to do the playoff games, right? It would have been great for them to be able to, uh, to follow the Jets through those playoffs when uh, they were doing so well. But, um, no, I, I hope we get them. I hope we get the audio issue fixed. Uh, by the way, they are, yeah, they're working on it. We're going to get him here. But um, Todd Pinkney says Avalanche coach Jared Bednar not at T-Mobile for the morning skate. Quote, irregularity in his COVID test results. Oh, boy. Not of your coach on an elimination uh, game. That would be tough. It it would, but it's survivable. Mm -hmm. Kevin Sawyer, by the way, uh, from beautiful Christina Lake, British Columbia, which he'll have to clarify. I think that's on the highway to Prince George. I know I've driven by it on the bus, but played with the Spokane Chiefs, 92 to 95. Some great years there. Really great years. And then 110 uh, games in the big show with the Blues, Bruins, Coyotes, Mighty Ducks. And uh, in the BCJ with Kelowna, Vernon, and Penticton. How are we having such a tough time with the sound on the Kevin Sawyer interview? What the heck? Tacona Powley watching in Winnipeg says, Rod, 
Why aren't the Blues your team with all those Saskies on the team? Well, they were. Where is that Blues Stanley Cup ring on the... It's here. I got to get that. It's on the front of the desk. Right beside. uh... I remember NHL radio called me to do an interview on that when we had three players on the Blues, Braden Shen, Jordan, uh, Jaden Schwartz and Tyler Bozak. And they said, when's the last time that the NH, the Stanley Cup came to Saskatchewan, Rod? Uh, Last summer, dude, when Chandler Stevenson brought it here with the Washington Capitals. What are you talking about? And every year prior to that. And every year before that. Right between the two. Yeah. I'll get it. Don't worry, it's not that important. Can you, yeah, toss it. Yo, we got a St. Louis Blues Stanley Cup ring here right now. You can't buy these in stores. Okay, let's go to uh, join Kevin Sawyer now. Sorry about that, Sawyer. I appreciate the patience, and let's just jump right into it. How's the offseason already for you? A little earlier than you expected, eh? Earlier for sure. Yeah. Tucked away in the mountains here in BC. By the way, I always think it's a good thing to make your audience wait just a little <laughs> bit longer. I'm waiting and wondering. <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, um, always enjoy watching. Uh, but uh, yeah, things didn't turn out that second round the way I think most people expected. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you said the mountains in BC. I said when we were trying to get you connected that I've been driven, drove by Christina Lake on the bus many, many times. I don't remember where it was. It's all a blur. Was it on the road to Prince George or is it between Kamloops and Kelowna? Where's beautiful Christina Lake? Yeah, so uh, when you're on your way through Alberta and you come through Cranbrook, you go right through Christina Lake on your way to Kelowna. So we are, there's no stop light in my town. There's a thousand <laughs> people here. Uh, it's a hidden little gem, a beautiful little place. We had a guy on the Pats, by the way, from there. I think his name was Drew Keller, if I remember. Christina Lake. I don't know if you know Drew or not. I know it's been a day or two since uh, you left there full-time. But anyways, enough about the old home week. Kevin, I saw Paul Maurice say, painful, painful to go from sweeping the orders to being swept by Montreal. It must have gone by, like, way too fast, like in a blink, that swing. You know what? The, the entire last kind of quarter of the regular season and then into the playoffs must seem like a blur to the coaches, players. It certainly does to us as broadcasters because there was just so much volatility. The way that the team you expected to kind of finish the season, that didn't happen. And they went on that slide, losing seven games straight. Um, injuries played a factor. And now everybody, and including people around the team in Winnipeg, were full of doubt, quite frankly, going into playoffs against the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, you know what happened there. And uh, it was an eventful kind of finish to the regular season. And unpredictable in every way really uh when you look at the team the way they what you would expect through the regular season what you'd expect the way that they finished they didn't and into the playoffs it was it kept a lot of people guessing yeah well let me ask you about well the big question the obvious one is did the shifley hit and subsequent suspension just spell curtains for the jets because it looked that way it, it shouldn't for, for a team that is going to contend in a legitimate contender for a stanley cup it's going to hurt any team. You lose your top centerman, it's going to change everything. But it shouldn't be the deciding factor. Uh, but it was. And the reason is this for me. You look at the way the Jets are made up. It's no secret that their strength is with their forward group and their goaltender. All the other teams, and I got buddies that, that coach in the league, assistant coach, head coach, and you talk to them, and, and the game plan is always to get to the Jets' defense. And it's their, you know, and that's not a knock on them. That's a group that, to me, is a strong group that, that achieved a lot. But they are who they are. And and I think that when you take away your top centerman, um, it's the Achilles heel of your team. Now it puts not just 
guys in your top line out of position, but it put all four lines with a new partner or a new pairing and it, it changed everything. So when you rely so much on your forwards, not only defensively to help out, but to, to score as well, you take Mark Scheifele out of the fold and man, that was, was a backbreaker. And, and on top of that, for me, it's not just that he was out, but the, the loss in game one was almost expected in some ways. You're not sure how that's going to go with that layoff, but when that penalty happened, it was the last memory and you take that somber feeling knowing that he's not playing at least game two into game two. Uh, they were never able to recover, as you know. There are specific questions from the viewers that I'll get to in a second, but I just want to ask you this, how the Jets should take this into the offseason, the pain of the sweep at the hands of the Habs or the fact that, hey, we swept the orders. Nobody saw that. We shut down Connor McDavid. Like, how much do they build on that versus the sting of the Montreal series? You know, even back to my coaching days, always talk to your players and some of the best coaches that coached me were always talking about you, you never really buy into the highs too high. You never really kind of get too low and dwell on your negatives. So for me, they're going to do what every good professional does is that's kind of take a little bit from both. And and the things that they did against Edmonton was fantastic. And to me, it, it showed them a peek into the window of how they have to play moving forward. Uh, and then when you look at Montreal, and first of all, you got to tip your hat to the Canadians. Man, did they play a well-rounded game. Forwards lines one through four. All their D, of course, Carey Price was who Carey Price was. But when you look at that, I think it's a reminder of how you have to buy into a, a different way to play. When you look at the way that the Jets have won games in the past, they used to be a rush team. They used to be a seam team. And you can't win in the playoffs that way. And I think they understood that. They made big changes this year through the regular season as to try to score goals differently, try to defend differently as a group of five. And when you do that, now you have team speed. The Canadians were fast as a group of five, shift after shift. I thought the Jets were a little bit slower because of the fact that they they weren't connected as a group of five, whether they had the puck or they didn't. So I think they'll take the the things that worked with the Oilers for sure and, and the things that they got exposed on a little bit in round two and continue to build towards what their identity needs to be. Yeah, well, Montreal might be a team of destiny. Hard to beat a team of destiny, right? You've been through playoff runs in your life. John of Winnipeg with a, with a comment that speaks for a lot of people. He says, Kevin, not liking the local papers saying time is up on Chevy and Maurice. Any comments? Yeah, you know what? So when you look back, and I'm going to use Patrick Lyonet in this in this question, and it's a, it's a fair question, but when, when Lyonet was in Winnipeg and struggling, a lot of people thought that Paul Maurice wasn't using him properly, that 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 maybe Patrick Liney was being handcuffed a little bit from the opportunities that he wasn't being given playing regular minutes on the top line. But I, I can remind a lot of people in Winnipeg that when when Patrick Liney was on that top line with Shifley and Wheeler, that they weren't as good of a line, they weren't a good of, as good of a team. Uh, and what Paul Maurice did with Liney is, is he reformed him and realized, okay, we're not going to win a Stanley Cup with your game, and this isn't picking on Patrick Liney, but your game needs to become more well-rounded. You need to develop some more of that power forward in your game. And I loved the Patrick Liney's game towards the end of last regular season. And of course, game one, he had the three points against the Flames and the overtime winner. When you go away, the grass isn't always greener. The, the point I'm making is the coaching, the tutelage, the mentorship that Paul Maurice gave to Patrick Liney. Patrick Liney only now would appreciate how good of a coach he had. And that's not a, a slight on John Tortorella. It took a lot of, long time for Paul Maurice to figure out Patrick Liney. The same is going to be for Pierre-Luc Dubois 
And, and for those reasons, nobody knows this group better. He's an excellent communicator. He's adapted with the game. He's got buy-in. And I've played for coaches where the late, great Brian Murray, I will use an example, is wasn't a tactical tech uh, a genius, but he we wanted to please him. We wanted to win for that guy because we knew he cared. I, I think Paul Maurice has both. He's a, a wizard when it comes to the game and adapting and knowing what you have to bring out in your group to be your best version of yourself. But also he's got speeches. He's, he connects with guys and, and he, he has buy and Those guys believe in him. Uh, they won't be able to replace him in my, in my opinion. The grass is not always greener. To me, the, there's, they're, the problem and the reason they're not winning Stanley Cups yet certainly isn't because of Paul Maurice. It's, he's the reason that they, they are a contender. Bingo. They are where they are because of Paul, Paul Mo primarily. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, a minute left, Soise, and the draft is right around the corner. I'm starting to hear from some scouts. Whoop. I don't know where that's coming from. Sorry. Uh, what do you think the Jets need here? We'll be going after in the NHL draft. Yeah, no secret. I, I think that they have tried to at the trade deadline. I don't think it was a big secret that they were looking to add some depth, top four D-man. Uh, that, to me, is the part of the identity that they have been wanting to replace since they lost Truva and Sherratt and Myers and, of course, Bufflin. Um, you look at the, what this team has accomplished, having those type of guys leave the, the association, it's remarkable. Uh, that those are holes that no team really has to deal with all in one year. That's the that's the goal is to I think to, they're going to draft the best player available. But whether through free agency, through trade and draft, I think that the area for sure that they need to shore up is is the back end, big, heavy, hard to play against guys that can defend uh, and kill a play. Kevin, uh, tremendous analysis as always. You're one of the best in the National Hockey League, and I watch the Jets almost every night. So thanks, appreciate you, appreciate the time, and enjoy the summer. Uh, thanks for saying that. I appreciate uh, you having me on the show, guys. Have a great summer. The great Kevin Sawyer of the Winnipeg Jets Television uh, Network, Spokane Chiefs, great NHL alum. There's a power surge going on through here. So, oh, yeah. Did you hear that? So I'm just happy we're still on the air. Absolutely. We'll be right back. We're going to be going to Scottsdale, Arizona, live. Real nice, Clark, lining up this from the North Dakota Men's Hockey Alumni Golf Trip. I have no idea how this is going to go down. Just hang on and enjoy the ride. Right? <laughs> exactly. Don't, do. don't get your expectations <laughs> too high, folks. Yeah. Uh, sports update coming up to overtime. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. And uh, Moose DuPont here. And away we go. Hour 2 continues of Canada's daytime sports talk show. Episode number 503. Update. From Scottsdale, the uh, guys at the UND Men's Hockey Alumni Golf Trip. Because Darren, Darren's imitated them. They, uh, they've informed us they're too drunk to come on. Which, shocked. Oh, yeah. I don't know why we even tried, but <laughs> we tried. They're all sleeping. Good, they're, yeah, they're, one's passed out. Some are still sleeping. <clears throat> Tiger Williams once said it. You got hockey players, summertime, beer. Stuff's going to happen. How about that? What? 
No. <laughs> not surprised. Not like I haven't been there, not judging anybody. Yeah. Believe me. Sports update, though. The Montreal Canadiens could find out who their third-round opponent will be tonight. The Vegas Golden Knights are up 3-2 in their series with the Colorado Avalanche. Heading into Game 6, Vegas trailed the series 2-0, but has pulled off three straight wins and can advance with one more tonight on home ice. I want to say something, by the way. A guy just outside Winnipeg DM me, and he wanted to bet on the series. I think he, I think he goes by Mikey the Jets fan on Twitter. Okay, and I said, "Yeah, let's do lunch." After the first game, when Colorado won seven one, he DM me back and goes, "Just donate the money to a charity of your choice." And I said, "Were we only betting on game one?" He said, "The series is over." Oh, how you feeling now? So no post game trash talk, bad karma. It, Yes. Really bad juju you're putting out there. You just got to wait till it's done. And I'm, I'm not sitting here talking about where you're going to donate to your charity of choice. Can we wait till the series is over? By the way, major misnomer the other day in the story about the Winnipeg Jets coaches not shaking hands with the opposition after the Habs series. We did nothing to do with it. If anything, it was COVID. But do you see Barry Trotz and Cassidy shaking hands last night? Yeah. So I don't know where this stuff comes from. Brooklyn's James Harden will miss game three of the Eastern Conference semifinals tonight in Milwaukee against the Bucks because of the right hamstring injury that forced him out of the series opener. Harden left 43 seconds into game one with tightness, but the Nets haven't missed him. They're up 2-0 over the Bucks. Also tonight, it's the Clippers at Utah. The Jazz have a 1-0 lead in that series. The White Sox sending out to lefty Dallas Keuchel for the series finale against the Blue Jays in Chicago with lefty Hinjin Roo pitching for Toronto. Keuchel is 4-0 in six career starts against Toronto. Roo looks to bounce back after giving up seven runs during a 13-1 loss to Houston in Buffalo on Friday. The LPGA Tour stays in the San Francisco area a week after Yuka Sasso won the U.S. Women's Open at Olympic Club. This will be the third edition of the LPGA Medial Championship at Lake Merced, which was previously hosting the Swinging Skirts. And Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson are the favorites at the first Palmetto Championship that starts today in South Carolina. Kepka is on top at eight to one odds, with DJ right behind at eight and a half to one, according to Fan Duel. This would have been the weekend for the RBC Canadian Open had it not been canceled due to the pandemic. Which, by the way, our good friend Brian Munns sending out a news release today from Golf Manitoba. The Manitoba Open canceled today due to the pandemic. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada. Visit dubnetwork.ca today. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, order yours today at g2gbars.ca. I'll turn it over to the viewers in a moment. Um, I think we've talked a lot about the Knights and Avs tonight. I can't make a prediction and, and I broke my own rule by the way I said I don't bet on my team I shouldn't do that I think lunch is fair oh yeah I'm not throwing down cash per se on that but I just want viewers thoughts on this uh, a personnel guy in the CFL told me yesterday he'd been told it's 50 50 whether the CFL plays or not and on one hand I got people telling me they're sick of hearing about the CFL talk like it's been two years, see you August 5th, and I get that. On the other side, it is the Canadian Football League. We are a Canadian television sports program. So why wouldn't we talk about it? And 
And a player rep, if you will, I guess, said to me that he thinks that all players in the CFL after this season, regardless of whether they play or not, but let's just say that they do, should be able to sign in the NFL. Every single one of them. And the biggest reason for that is the concessions they're going to have to take, 20 to 40% pay cuts. I mean, I was an easy sell on that. I think that every CFL player should be eligible to go to the NFL every year, not just because of this. And it really got people talking, by the way. This is a really football-centric question. Again, I was an easy sell. What are, where, are you, where are you on this? I would think yeah, you would agree. I'm an easy sell, too. I think it makes – like, I love – opening all doors for advancement, even if it means that it's going to put you in a worse spot, right? You know, if you want to leave, you yeah. want to leave, you should leave to go chase something else better. If yeah. there's something better than this, I don't, I'd like to think that there's nothing better than this. Show. I haven't found it, but, but if there is, you know, somebody wants you to be prime minister and you decide that that's they, they actually do want me to be prime minister. And I turned that down. Well, if it becomes that's a true your, story, if it becomes your dream, that? your contractor, we shouldn't be holding you back from doing that. We'll put somebody else in the seat. Yeah, it'll suck for us and we'll be in a little bit of a worse spot. But, you know, you have to do what's right for your people. And that's let them advance. So, I, yeah, it's an easy sell for me. That's leadership. Yeah, that's a story that I didn't really know how to uh, approach. I had a political party ask me not that long ago to run for them federally. And I'm like, nope, not a chance. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. We think that you're cabinet material. I said, doesn't make me want to do it anymore. And uh, another political party said, you have the trust of the people. I said, yep, not interested in losing it. Why do they keep asking? <laughs> I don't get, when are they going to stop asking? They're not. You don't think so? No, they're not. Eventually... They are thinking you're going to say yes. You're just not the right time of your life yet. <laughs> well, I just hope they don't uh, waste too much time, though. If the ask is just convenient for them, just that's good. But here's what I know: they want me to run for their party for them, not for me. Right? That's right. I sniffed that one out real fast. Uh, <laughs> Tacona Pauli, this is amazing. Rod, Arena League football in Vegas. They're all over that, eh? Oh, yeah. These guys don't miss a trip. Todd Pinkney, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to read the odds. Darren said to me one time, you're going to send me to a weekend clinic on betting information. As per Come On, our official betting partner, 1.74 Vegas, Colorado 2.15. That's the odds for game six tonight. So, you might as well have put that up in hieroglyphics. I don't even know what that means. So at 1.74 means you bet a dollar, you win 74 cents, right? Okay, how about so that? So you get your dollar back plus 74 cents. The two point, what was it? 2.15 or two whatever, you bet a dollar, you win $2.15. So you make a dollar fifty. So that just gives you the idea of you bet a dollar, you get this. If it's, if it's 100, it's like you bet $100, you get 100. And if, it's, if it's 115, you get 150. But that doesn't, I would like to say... So the, the goal Vegas number, is favored by a goal and a half. Vegas is favored. It's not about spread there. It's just that's just that's the money line. So that's straight up. Who wins or loses? Period. Doesn't matter by how many goals. That's not the spread. Okay. Over and the over under is five point five. If that means anything. Yeah. Um, John Ohm in Winnipeg. Rod, you would be terrible at politics. You don't suck up to people, and I fully respect that. I actually said that to them, and they're like, "No, no, no, we don't do that." 
I'm not going to go any deeper into it. It's not happening. You think we put clips out about this show and the things that we say? Imagine the news outlets from the CPAC channel from Rod at the the meetings and at the House of Commons and the whole deal. Every time you speak, there'd be six or seven clips because it's not quite politically correct. Did you hear what Peterson Uh, said? So why would they ask? That's what I don't understand. I'm sitting here yesterday apologizing for something that we did. I don't get what they're asking. I'm stunned. I swear I'm stunned. From Troy in Toronto, sober athletic wear. Running for office would be the worst career move ever. Who would want to be part of the most inefficient and bloated organization in Canada? Plus, you're a natural broadcaster born for it. Thank you, Troy. Uh, Brady writes in Prairie Mobile text line. Just to shift gears here, I think. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SaaS Town Mobility dealer. Hey, Rod, hoping the Vegas Golden Knights in Colorado series goes to seven so I can enjoy my time in Regina visiting family over the weekend without having to worry about catching game one of the Habs semifinals on Saturday. The Phoenix Suns are a team I would not want to mess with right now, although I do have the Nets versus Jazz in the finals. That's from Brady. You do not hear a ton of NBA talk around here right now. Let's be honest. We're still in Canada, right? So we're basically locked down, I feel. We're certainly not back to normal times, not my normal times. But even if we were, you don't very often hear people on the street talking about the NBA. Mm-hmm. kind of wish that they would. You don't. With the Raptors, we did. With the Raptors, we did when they were winning. We don't hear it when they're not winning. Even when they are having good seasons in in the playoffs, we don't hear it until they go on a run. Right. And then we're having viewing partings. And I love that it brings us together. But until that happens on the regular, we won't really be a basketball country. Now the CEBL is doing their part. But they're still in their infancy. So they're doing all the right things. But you know, now when the kids, and I said this about lacrosse, because we talked about How come we don't have lacrosse shows and highlight shows and all that? Well, we didn't grow up watching lacrosse night in Canada. We didn't grow up watching basketball night in Canada, right? Yeah. So now that the kids are exposed to it with the CEBL and the Rush and in this province anyway, but across the country now with the NLL and the CEBL, when the kids become adults, now everybody's into it and it'll be more widespread. That's the hope, right? It's going to take a generation. So keep working at it. You have to think macro. You can't expect results in the immediate, right? Ireland Bruce just wrote it and said, would you consider being commissioner of the Canadian Football League? (laughs) I would ask you that question, Ireland. No. No, 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 no. But on the topic of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, they, I want to mention this again. It's a big deal, and we're huge supporters of the league. Yeah. They confirmed that their 2021 regular season will tip off June 24th, as the league had previously announced on April 21st. In preparing for the season, the CEBL developed a comprehensive return-to-play plan that prioritizes the safety of athletes, officials, and staff. Approvals of the plan from public health and government stakeholders in Alberta, B.C., Ontario, and Saskatchewan have now been received, ensuring that the season will begin as scheduled. This is very important to talk about, and we sit here and we talk about Canadian sports. This is pro basketball. Mike Morielli is their commissioner, and what did he tell us on the floor of the Sastel Center? Darren, you and I were there. He goes, we want this to be the CFL of basketball yeah, with predominantly Canadian players. This is what they're building. 
Morielli said he's, what do he say? He's applied for the commissioner of the CFL job twice, and I think he said he didn't even get an interview. Um, yeah. But who would want that job? In my time in the CFL, there's, there are only six commissioners since I started in the league in 1999. Sixth. But it can be a great job, I think. I mean, I, I would enjoy it. Well, yes. And but I, you need the right person is, in there. No, not what I want. Not what I want to do. Yeah. But I would say to you in our morning meeting, CFL executives have been real nice over the last week. What did Chris Preston, uh, the Esks, oh, Elks president say? Called me his good friend. Yeah. Uh, Mark Gowdy, the uh, president, governor of the Red Blacks, tweeting us congratulations on the five. They're being real nice. We want them to play. CBL can do it because they played last year without fans. The CFL cannot play without fans. They've made that very clear. And uh, it's unfortunate. I don't think... I, everybody agrees the players should be able to sign in the NFL. That's the, set, that's the sentiment that I'm getting. Yeah, We I all agree with that. I don't know anybody who would disagree. <laughs> oh, I don't. They're bosses. <laughs> well, of course. Right. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to dive right into the pool. Uh, viewer takeover for the next 20 minutes the rest of the show. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, final two segments left here. 20 minutes left here in episode number 503 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. Trying to make you happy. Trying to put a smile on your face. We got some breaking news. A couple of items that have come down. The Western Hockey League announced today Winnipeg Ice Captain Peyton Krebs of Okotoks, Alberta, has won the Four Broncos Memorial Trophy as WHL Player of the Year. The Vegas Golden Knights prospect led the dub in scoring during the 2021 season with 43 points with 24 games played. He was named the winner of the Bob Clark Trophy as WHL top scorer June 7th. I'm not sure if it's in the news release here from the dub or not, but he set a nice record for point streak. And Darren, do you remember what it was? I think it was 27? Yeah, 26 or games, I think. Well, somebody let us know. They only played 24 games. Right, so it wasn't 27. No, it then was I think not. it was 23 games. <laughs> Something like that. I think it was 23 uh. games. Um, and then furthermore, after being acquired in a major trade last summer, Josh Courier has agreed to a new three-year contract with the Saskatchewan Rush. Rush general manager Derek Keenan announced the signing today. Courier was traded to the Rush last July, but has yet to suit up with his new teammates with the 2021 NLL season being canceled due to the pandemic. I think it was, it was two days ago they announced Derek's son, Ryan Keenan, has signed a three-year extension with the Rush, which you didn't really need to announce because where else was he going to go? That's right. But just more on this Courier thing. With the four-year veteran forward came to the Rush along with first-round picks in the 2020 and 2021 entry drafts in exchange for Ben McIntosh. Remember that trade? Oh, yeah. He went to Philadelphia, right? Ryan Keenan is a load. He's a semi. And his uncle, no, his dad's the GM of the rush. Mike Keenan is a cousin or brother of Derek Keenan. I think he's a cousin. Yeah. Iron Mike. Yeah. So 
I'm getting to a point. I saw Jeff in Winnipeg. Cabellus writes in, he says, uh, yep, many fans are quite sad with no CFL and the jet season over. There's nothing in there to balance things. I went down to the Wascana Rehab Center yesterday, Darren, to visit with a couple. Of, well, I yep. started visiting with one friend and ended up visiting with another friend. And uh, well, J-Rod won't mind me saying his name. And he just said, with no CFL, what the hell am I going to do all summer? That's right. And we just don't have the confirmation of a season yet. And I guess the main thing 16 months into this thing is to connect with other people. We're still talking about this. Some people have gone back to their normal lives. I would, I think, suggest most. But those people that are really... CFL's their only thing. It really sucks. You know, the rush, we would be in the league final right now, and uh, history serves, they'd probably be in it the way it's gone. And uh, it's not, so it's really tough right now. Really, really tough. Yeah, tough. And we got to put ourselves in, in, in their shoes. There's a lot of people that don't know what they're going to do with their summers because their summers re- revolve around the Canadian Football League. So that's a very real thing. It's not... You know, you and I, it's a big part of our lives, but we can replace that quite easily. And we have other interests, many interests, yeah. many things that are taking up our attention. So it's not as big of a hit, but it is for a lot of people. And we have to understand that for sure. And by the way, Peyton Krebs, 23, 23 games. Ah! Well, I knew if I kept naming numbers, I'd have it right eventually. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going down this COVID road, but Habs for life and... Vancouver's watching on YouTube. He says, and they're holding Canada in the dark. USA is doing great. Well, the USA is doing great. Watch the game from the Fortress tonight in Vegas. You tell me they're rocking and rolling. I've been searching, trying to find COVID information in Canada in terms of the vaccination rollouts and what's going on. This is the last I heard in Winnipeg is that the ICUs are full. They are where we were how many months ago? Four or five? Yeah. And I'm happy that the CFL executives and leaders aren't that mad with us with what we're reporting here. What did I say earlier? They're being real nice to us. They're saying real nice things to us. I'm just sitting there looking at these things going, I just don't see how they're going to play. And I've seen the letters that have gone out to the players in terms of if you're not fully vaccinated, this is what you're going to to expect. You're not going to be able to leave your apartment. You're not going to be able to leave the hotel on the road. You're not going to be able to go... um, home on a bye week type thing and I'm sitting scratching my head I'm not the best numbers guy you are but I'm thinking with six percent of Canadians being fully vaccinated six percent how on earth could you think that enough players would be fully vaccinated to open training camp so it's they're in a conundrum that is not the CFL's fault it's not their fault I don't think anybody's sitting here blaming them that they're not playing. It just, it sucks for everybody. Look, it starts older and moves younger. And I am 34, right? Which would be... That's what I read in the paper today. Yeah. <laughs> which would be an older CFL player, right? I mean, I'd be on the, I'd be on the older half of CFL players, for sure. Um, there's no denying that. And as the young people are the last ones to get their vaccines, and I went pretty early when I was eligible... I'm not eligible for my second dose till the middle of July. Mm -hmm. I think it's like the 15th of July on the nose. So it's not going to be till at least then that they start getting their second doses. CFL players for the most part, right? 
So in this province, anyways, and other provinces, it might be later. So, yeah, it'll be tough to open camps like and, and let them be free and move around and do all those things that you can do once you've had. It just seems next to impossible for to me. But I want to see them play. That's the only reason that I've said uh, I'll believe it when I see it because of all these hurdles that we talked about. Just math. Yeah. You don't think it wouldn't help us tremendously to be talking CFL football. we got fans from every team watching this show, and the league isn't playing, so it sucks. Dan Ukraine, it's a good friend of ours, right? Just oh, writes yeah. in 13% of Saskatchewan's fully vaccinated as of yesterday's numbers. We're averaging 0.75% a day this week of the province. But we're leading the nation, correct? Yeah. That's the thing. I've, it's been very evident to me. Don't think that just because it's rolling so great here that it's rolling great everywhere. Uh, that's all. But anyways, let's talk about more fun stuff when we come back. Okay? Uh, for the full-on viewer takeover, overtime is next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back for overtime, everybody. By the way, pick up your copy of the QC paper if you are anywhere in this region of the sweatpants capital. Big article on Moose Dupont in it this week. Did they call you Moose in the article? They did not. Ah, I know. They didn't know your nickname? Murray wrote it. When Van Stone writes in the newspaper, he says, Moose. refers to me as Moose. Okay. But he's talking about outdoor hockey games and stuff like that. So. Um, folks, got to tell you to get your bids in on the CFL Alumni Association auction today. There are a lot of great items to bid on, and proceeds are going to the CFL Alumni Association Support Fund and its programs. Auction runs until June 11th. Is that tomorrow? That's tomorrow. It's my dad's birthday. Place your bid now at cflaaauction.ca. That's cflaaauction.ca. If you're a CFL fan, just go there. All kinds of great uh, autographed merchandise, Canadian uh, Football League gear, including some CFL alumni rings that they're selling. Beautiful. Look like championship rings. Get down there. I said to Darren, what do you want to talk about in overtime? And he's like, I don't know, game six. Tacona Powell is watching in Winnipeg. He says, sorry, Rod, Avs force game seven. I have no expectations for tonight. I think there's a very good chance Colorado could roll into T-Mobile tonight and win. I mean, why not? Vegas rolled into Denver and won. Shut him down. Does Nathan McKinnon come off the mat? What do you think the pressure is on this guy? Got to think people aren't saying, where'd he go? Well, that's it, right? It becomes Vegas did such a good job of, of slowing these guys down, and now they're back in home ice, right? And they can get the line matchup that they want. And a lot of it, we were, I think we were seeing a lot of Mark Stone up against them, and mm-hmm. it wasn't turning into points for Mark Stone, but it's keeping those guys off the board. So that'll be really interesting, you know, for that line and Landis Cog, Miko Rantanen, and Nathan McKinnon to see if they get rolling tonight. Um, they'll have to. I think they have to contribute if, if Colorado's going to win. Um, but Vegas has just been fun to watch, and they're getting it from so many places. And the one guy that I really just I seem to like a lot more 
every time I watch is Alex Tuck. Oh, I yeah. said to you in the morning meeting that he's reminding me of Connor McDavid. Now, he's not Connor McDavid. I'm not saying that. But it just seems like in that you know, last game and in the series, when he gets the puck, something's going to happen. Like he's driving to the net. He's taking shots. He's opening up space. Alex Tuck's been one of the guys that I've really enjoyed watching in the series. So tonight will be fun. Sean McCormick watching in the Game Plus TV control room downtown Toronto. And, Sean, you tell me if I'm wrong. I looked you guys up. You're like three blocks from Scotiabank Arena from what I could see. As the crow flies. Anyway, Sean says, Knights four, Avs one. Knights then beat Montreal in five. How about that? And then on the way to the Stanley Cup. I see the odds have shifted in Vegas. The Golden Knights are now the betting favorite to win the Stanley Cup. That's right. I like the way you think, Sean. It's a pick 'em game tonight for the most part. Our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center Will the Golden Knights eliminate Colorado tonight? On Twitter, 51% say no, 49% say yes. What are they saying on Facebook? 60 40 to the yes. 60% of people think the Golden Knights will eliminate Colorado tonight. I don't know. Philip Grubauer has played really well at times in this series. Marc-Andre Fleury can't let in an opening goal muffin like he did in the last game, but he recovered well. He's just been in such a zone. It's hard to, to think that they won't end it, but I could absolutely see this going seven games. Robin watching in uh, Prince Albert, the gateway to the north. Or is Bobby Lowe's, and I always joke, pro scout for the Golden Knights, or gateway to the south, depending which way you're going on the Diefenbaker Bridge. <laughs> but dum bump uh robin in prince albert says stone has really stepped up as a leader this playoff season really impressed with him see that's what i was trying to say earlier and people jumped all over me oh he's great in brandon yes he was great in brandon but he he, i didn't remember him being this dominant with the weak kings and i called the games i was there oh I totally was looking at the wrong place then. Sean at Game Plus says they're in Liberty Village, a five-minute walk from where they hold the, where BMO Field is. Wow. If I'd have known that, I'd have stopped by last time I was there. Right. I know exactly where you are then. I'm glad I asked. Donna Berger watching in Central Butte, Sass. She says, cheering for Vegas to finish it. See Canada's team. Uniting everybody. That's what we're doing here. We're knighting. Uniting. When we spell that with a knight, yes. Uniting. Write that down. Oh, wow. That should. Nelson. Nelson. No charge. We're having our. Did I come up with that or did you come up with that? I did. We're having our content. I did. We did. We did. We're having our content (laughs) meeting right now. Nelson. That should be the meme. Uniting Canada. You. K N I G H T I N. I feel like you came up with the uniting and I came up with the K. Yeah. Oh, wow. You did. You came up with the... Hot. That's why we work together. That's right. What up? Oh, thanks, Clark, for being the downer. I don't care if somebody else does We promised we were going to talk about it. I'm teasing you, Clark. I don't even know. Who's the player from the Red Blacks? Like, Chris Larson? Chris Larson? Um, the Red Blacks got out front of this, as they say, a couple days ago and said they, are, they had gotten word that one of their players was being investigated for assault. I know nothing of the details, by the way. I got a lot of friends with the Red Blacks, but I was not calling to say what happened there. It was, it, what are we allowed to say anymore? No, we're okay. Uh, 
it sounds, it, from what I've read, because I don't know anything more than what I've read, it sounds like he is guilty of uh, assault on a member of the LGBT community. That's what it sounds like. I don't know any more than that. I saw the statement from Mark Gowdy, the Red Blacks governor. <laughs> what can I say? If he's guilty, he's gone. Cut his ass. There's zero tolerance anymore for any of these kinds of things. This isn't a racial issue, but look what happened in the Seattle Thunderbirds locker room where they were taunting a minority teammate. Cut. He's done. The guy just finished his career, if guilty. So, obviously, I don't know, he's suspended. It's a touchy situation, obviously, but let's just say if he's guilty, his career's over and he deserves it. I think... I'm all about second chances. You, we need to learn from our mistakes. Don't hammer people for making mistakes. Hammer them if they don't learn from their mistakes, okay? But this is different because LGBTQ, raci- know, racism, yeah. there's things like that that are basic human rights and that are no-brainers, that there is no, I mean, room for error, Right? There's no room for error. Now, if this violence happens and he didn't know it, was, it wasn't because of sexuality and all of that stuff, and you're going to learn from I can get behind it because I don't know the full story. So I reserve judgment till I hear it. But there is no room for this. And we have so many friends in that community, you and I both, that there's just no room for it. There's no tolerance for it. You just can't. You know, that's human no, rights. I don't understand. You need to respect your fellow human beings. No matter what their choices are in life, we have to respect and treat each other with kindness. I don't understand that in 2021, this is still going on. I know. Uh, you say we have friends. We have family. We do. Uh, in that community. I don't get it. Uh, that's it. What do we got tomorrow, Clark? We got TSN's Dave Naylor. We got Regina Rams coach Bruce Anderson. We've got James Wilder Jr., Edmonton Elks running back. Just it's starting to grow on me. It really is. Mm-hmm. Sounds regal in a way. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday tomorrow here on the program. Today, thanks to Arlen Bruce the third. He's just sensational. Tonight we're all united, Darren. Dylan Spicer, New Brunswick, says whoever came up with it, it was brilliant. Love it. We'll see you tomorrow talking about the night's win. I don't know. This is not an online therapy session whatsoever. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.